Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and I'm a debut author. Today I want us to talk about questions that we can ask ourselves when we write. So as you guys know, I had my idea for my next novel, thanks to Goodreads. Uh, you can hear all about that story if you go a couple of episodes back. But I knew that it was going to fall within uh, children's literature. That's when my research began. I found that middle grades novels typically ranged between 8 to 12 years old, um, if we're looking at the, the age, um, and about 20,000 minimum to 50,000 words. Now, we know that's a give or take, too. Um, but those are important to research first before you begin your writing, and it's not to get yourself worked up and obsessed with the word count but just to give you that frame of reference. I've discovered um, this summer that, and throughout this process, that the more you plan and the more you research, it can actually help you gain more confidence as a writer when you approach your daily tasks. And it also helps you to craft legitimate goals that you can set for yourself, realistic ones, but that also are in alignment with the career development that uh, we need to take. So, I want to give you some questions first that came into my mind. Um, what already existed on the shelves that was comparative to my idea or my time period? Then I looked, after I researched the time period of the historical fiction, middle grades, um, the next question I asked myself was, how could I describe my novel idea in a unique way? Because it's going to have to stand out to agents, publishers, readers. Um, and then how can... I make sure that what I'm writing is actually something that's marketable and is it something that people have actually been waiting on? Like, oh, I wish that I just had that book in my hand because it would help me um, when I'm trying to engage learners or when I'm pitching books or when as a companion novel. So after researching common middle grades guidelines, I've condensed all of the work that I compiled this week, and now I'm giving you the Saturday short and sweet version of it. So if I'm missing, like, something major, something glaring, and you know it, um, contact me. So that way uh, we can kind of help each other out here. But first, you want to be able to hit your target audience. You want a book that isn't going to turn your publisher away either because it doesn't fit with the industry standard. So obviously, middle grade's titles do not have any graphic scenes in them. And as you guys already know, my novels aren't going to have those in them anyway. But just steer clear from any adult-themed, um, too much of um, the graphic stuff that, just, that you need to stay clear from all of that. There should be little to no language, preferably no language issues at all. Um, when I did my checks, like, for example, if you look up Serafina, if you go to Common Sense Media and you start typing in books, 
that that I have like on my Goodreads that I want to read, and I bought Seraphina at Goodwill, and I want to read it. But it has um, a couple of choice words in there, and it actually tells you what the words are, and that's considered um, middle grades. But I'll just pretty much me, preferably no language issues at all. Um, there should be clearly identified themes such as like friendships and cooperation, lessons learned, growing pains, um, and the development age of elementary and middle grade students should be taken into consideration when you're crafting your work. The experience level, um, parents and teachers are possibly going to also be the first point of contact with your middle grades or your children's literature book, and you have to go through their protective eye before it often gets into the hands of students. So keep that in mind as you write. Um, and I wanted to share with you, as I continued writing, things that just kept circulating in my mind, and when I would take breaks, it wouldn't be just breaks to go get more water or breaks to check on the kids and have food. Um, I was actually taking breaks just to research, just to keep my mind fresh. So um, this is what occurred naturally with me while I wrote and edited um, my historical fiction. And so maybe these questions could help you in the future if you choose um, this age group to write with um, as your target audience for your next novel. Take my questions, though, and just rephrase them and turn it into your target audience. Just because I put middle grades on this one, I mean, really, these can be turned into universal questions. Um, so I'm going to give you 10 questions that I really um, want to stress to you that these were my questions. Um, number one, would this be a book that a homeschool mama or teacher would share with their classes as a read aloud? to have that great read-aloud feel to it. Number two, how can diversity be included in an authentic way? Number three, when should I use historical elements and then switch to contemporary ones for appeal without confusing the reader? Number four, and how many researched time period points were necessary for someone to read it and clearly identify it as historical fiction. Number five, would this book have multiple teaching moments in it? Even if a teacher used it as an excerpt, as a model text. Number six, would the quotes or the dialogue stand out and really help a reader Remember themes, changes, and transitions. Number seven, could a plot diagram be easily recorded for elementary and middle school direction? Could the arc be easily identified, and was the progression of events believable for younger readers? Number eight, would I teach this book? Number nine, would the characters that I crafted be beloved characters, flaws and all? Number 10, would this book be considered for a movie version, an adaptation? 
So those were the 10 questions. I want to give you a website um, that I used. Um, Common Sense Media is great. Um, but I also checked everything out on Scholastic.com. Because my target audience are going to be um, elementary, middle school age children, teachers order from Scholastic and they look for that product um, stamp. So I was definitely going to um, Penguin. I looked at the Penguin site, uh, the Penguin Random House site. Uh, for their upcoming books, but I also really stayed on Scholastic.com when I took some breaks from my writing because that's just a teacher site that I frequently use. Um, I also searched Goodreads for competitive titles in the market. I went on Facebook and I asked my Facebook friends um, what, I didn't ask them what books, I asked them what movies did they like of that time period or um, animated movies like what was it about an animated movie because I was thinking more about what characters really stick with people and make lasting impressions like I know which ones are for me but I don't want it just to be my viewpoint like well I love it so it's got to work I, I want to include people in this process too um, so without giving anything really away I went on Facebook and I asked my peeps there um, I watched YouTube videos like crazy. The biography channel ones are amazing and the history.com ones are so good. And they're not so long and I watched shorts after shorts after shorts. And that's what I needed because I'm already a history buff anyway. And I know the basic premise. I know a lot of the ins and outs. And with being a homeschool mom, I've already taught these units before. So, um, I just had to go in and kind of refresh myself. I also had to go in with this, this particular character because I had him with one name and I changed him. And because I didn't know a lot of specifics about this historical figure, I just still wanted to go on and um, do the family tree, check out everything, and um, that was important, doing that research. I also started to get this desire to go back to old books I loved. I don't know if you've read The Bronze Bow, but guys, I would suggest you go grab a copy of that one today. That is such a beloved book, and it popped into my mind as I kept going through my editing phase. Um, I, did, I was thinking more like Stuart Little when I was writing, because I just I remember, have fond memories of reading Stuart Little and I, as a read aloud with my kids. So I was really, one of my questions was, this, could this be a read aloud book? So I just kept kind of channeling the good vibes of the Stuart Little. But when I finished and I was going through the editing, it turned to the serious nature of the bronze bow. It was just like a night and day switch for me. Um, and so I do have the bronze bow on my list to reread, even though I've just reread it this year. Um, it's just one of my favorites. Now that I have completed the novel, I also have decisions I need to make. But more than anything, I know that I just need to be patient. I have my YA query out there now. I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm going to keep editing this book. I'm going to keep reading some more of my favorites. Um, I bought Tale of Despero today because um, Solomon read that one. So that one's now um, in my library. Um, so just say a prayer for me as um, I'm continuing to 
um, look to God to make those moves. If there are any questions that pop into your mind while you write, jot them down. Keep them in your journal. And I, I say this because, you know, going back later and trying to remember everything, please forget about it. You know, that is not going to happen. But if you have questions that really sparked you into researching something, uh, when you go through your novel process again, um, you may just completely forget something, and it was really awesome. I think what's helped me the most is that I just finished that one YA um, horror novel, and even though I switched from YA horror to middle grades historical fiction, the same processes were there that I tried out for the first time, um, and it just made this time even more enjoyable, and it made the writing so much easier. And I, I told my husband today, I said, I'm noticing improvements. And, and I know why. I'm writing every day. I mean, that's going to make an improvement. But I'm really noticing an improvement in my work. And not just my productivity, but in the content of the work. And I know that going through such a grueling dissertation process and having that behind me, really helped me with my my writing and now that I've got that out of the way this process that it takes I'm really fine-tuning it for myself and I think we have to keep that in mind we all will build our own processes we will build our own habits our own writing styles um, and I think that the more that I'm doing this the more consistent I am I'm more willing to take these risks, take more chances, and I think it's paying off for me. I mean, I, I can only just be thinking this myself and just leading me down a rabbit hole, but I, I really do see uh, an improvement. When I went back and I did my first edit, I could see an improvement. So if you have written a middle grades or a novel or are considering a novel, Put down your preliminary questions that pop in your mind, but also do like I did because now I have my top 10 questions that came through as I was working. Um, I have them recorded in my blog. That's my diary of sorts, um, and I also have them here on my podcast, so that way I'm able to go back and I can reference this, and I can go back through and I won't forget. That's a way that you can help yourself as you grow. I would like for us to pray together a Bible verse found in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for the words that you have given me for this novel, Lord. Please let my process and my product be there to inspire other people. God, continue to bless me and keep me. I know that the plans that you have for me are greater even than the plans that I can see for myself. You know the desires of my heart, Lord. You know just how much I want a full-time writing career.
And I will do my part, Lord. I'll research, I'll study, I'll read, I'll write, and I'll continue to write more. I ask you, Lord, to come and help me, Jesus. To send the Holy Spirit, Lord. To cover me, God. To give me encouragement, too. And to open the doors that are good for me. Open the doors that are right for me. That will help in the future. I may not see it all right now, God. And I know that this might be really, really small. Just like a speck, God. But I know what you can do, God. I ask you to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. Have a blessed day.